Good morning, sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome back to the Thursday edition of the Competitive Hedge Podcast. I am your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell. Thank you all for joining me here today. It is our bracket episode. Super excited for today. It's like Christmas time here up in Canada, and it's not just because of the snow. It's because we've got 16 games today, 16 games tomorrow. March Madness is finally here. And so today's episode, we're going to talk about some uh, results from games and wagers from the past little while here, as well as talk about some NFL moves and then talk about that bracket and give you our betting picks for today. So some of you might be wondering, where the heck have we been? Because, I mean, it's been a full week since we've done a show. And, you know, honestly, it's been a hectic week. Last week, a lot of travel, uh, seven, eight-hour drive to Edmonton with my wife. Um, where she had a doctor's appointment and to all the loyal listeners they know um, my wife's a cancer survivor so it's great to hear that she's still in, still doing great on that front and I just wanted to take a little bit of time to do that so shout out to Victoria my wife we also celebrated our first wedding anniversary so we got married last year on March 12th so was just looking to get away and enjoy some time with her and so it was great to do that and then traveling for work as well on top of that the past couple days so it's it's just been hectic. Now, since we've been away, we've also been on a bit of a heater here, and we're going to chat about that in a couple minutes here. But before we do, we got to talk about the great folks over at Bet99, which is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NBA, NHL, NCAA, basketball, and EPL as well. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and their mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free, with a number of well-known methods available to use, so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com today to make an account. Use code SHOOTERS at signup. And please gamble responsibly. You must be 19 plus years of age to do so. And if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. So as we said, we've been on a bit of a heater and it was a really tough start to the month. I think four days into the month, we were sitting at down nearly 10 units and since then, We've been on a tear. It was a great conference championship week. Uh, This is why you need to go follow us on social media at HedgePod. We track all of our bets over at BetStamp. And we went five and six, five, four, six in college basketball play for those conference tournaments. We had Arizona, we had Texas, we had Duke, we had Purdue, and we had Alabama. The only one that was a bit of a letdown was not getting UConn right, but Nonetheless, we were profitable over that weekend. Picked a lot of right games as well. And so since that ice cold start, since March 5th, we're up over 21 units. $10 bets, you'd be up $217 right now. So we're getting it back. We're rolling. We're recording. This is the night before. This is the Wednesday night that we're recording here. And it looks like we're in for another profitable night once again. So really looking forward to that. But before we get into this bracket, we got to talk about some of these NFL moves because there's been a ton to talk about. Everyone was kind of tuned into that Aaron Rodgers, Pat McAfee show appearance today. I think they had over 500,000 viewers. We'll get there one day, I'm sure. But 
Looks like the Jets are likely. And Alan Lazard signing there four years, 44 million. It sounds like between them and the Packers, they're looking to work out a deal here now. The Jets are a really good team in the AFC last year that just needed a quarterback. That defense is phenomenal. They've got Sauce Gardner on that side of the ball. They've got some young weapons for Rodgers as well. Not only are they bringing in Lazard, so he has that veteran presence. They've got Garrett Wilson and a bunch of other guys uh, there as well. Brees Hall in the backfield who sustained an injury last year. So the Jets are up and coming. Now, are they ready to win right now? Well, they kind of have to with a 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers. So I'm intrigued to see where that goes. Running back-wise, David Montgomery signed in Detroit. And because of that, Jamal Williams, he leaves Detroit. And I believe it was New Orleans that he headed to today. I might be wrong on that. But David Montgomery to Detroit. I like the move. Um, They still have DeAndre Swift there as well. Detroit's an up-and-coming team in the NFC. I think it's just a really smart move for them to add that bit of a backfield presence. Baker Mayfield heading to Tampa Bay on a one-year deal. Look, the offensive line wasn't great last year for Tom, but you've got Mike Evans, you've got Chris Godwin, you've got plenty of weapons there. And so I think if Baker's ever going to have a shot in this league, this is the team to do it in. This is the division to do it in as well. It looks like Carolina's going quarterback in the first round. Atlanta already has their first-round quarterback from last year in Desmond Ritter, and then New Orleans signed Derek Carr. So everything is there for them to win that division this year. Let's see if they can put the pieces together. When we're talking on my Cowboys front, Stephon Gilmore joining the Cowboys, going to team up with Trayvon Diggs in that secondary. Really excited to see that. I'm excited to see Zeke get off the books. It's unfortunate that he got overpaid a number of years ago, hasn't been able to live up to his early uh, career success. He's been a two-time rushing leader in the league. Like This has been a very prominent back for a long time. But when you have so much money tied up in running backs, it's tough to make the rest of the team better. So he's out. Sounds like Pollard's in. We'll see what Dallas does the rest of this offseason. Within our own division, Darren Waller, he's heading to the Giants. Now the Giants looks like they're hanging on to Shepard. Hodges was pretty solid last year. But I still think that they need one more piece. They invested a lot of money in Daniel Jones. He didn't have his best year uh, last year. I shouldn't even say that. He did have his best year. It wasn't a great year by top 10 quarterback standards but he still had a good season so let's see what he can do with Waller when Waller's healthy he's a top four tight end in the league would have him probably behind Andrews Kelsey and Kittle but nonetheless this is a guy that has a ton of talent we'll see if him and Jones are a viable connection moving forward one of the more surprising moves of the last number of days Juju Smith-Schuster to the Patriots three years 33 million Um, a lot to pay for Juju now he is coming off an okay season. He had just over 900 yards receiving with Patrick Mahomes. How's he going to look with Mac Jones? He only caught three touchdowns last year, so that's a bit of a concern. So I'm intrigued to see how Juju fits in with that Patriots team. He is a little bit kind of off keel of what they normally do when it comes to signing free agents. So I'm curious how him and Bill are going to go. In our own division, the Eagles slay was dropped by Philly. Bradbury picked up three years, 38 million. Um, he's remaining in Philly. Slay heading to the Ravens. Um, Philly, we knew this was going to happen coming out of that Super Bowl. They had a lot of money uh, that they had to pay guys, and, and there just simply wasn't enough to go around in Slay's. One of those guys that fell victim to being released, but he's going to get a fresh start in Baltimore. Let's see if they have a quarterback there moving forward. And then to cap things off, the Bengals signed offensive tackle Orlando Brown, four years, 64 million. 
It's nice to see them finally getting some protection for Joe Burrow. I don't think one guy is going to do it, but it at the very least is a start for them moving forward. So with that, we covered the NFL. Champions League has been crazy. We saw a lot of teams advance. Real Madrid advanced today, which is always great to see Liverpool get eliminated. But it's time to get into the bracket because that's what we've been focusing on for Quite frankly, the last two, three weeks of the show, it's been very college basketball centric, but it's because it's one of our favorite sports. It's one of our best sports from a capping perspective as well. And so we're going to get into it. We're going to go through the bracket. We're going to use ESPN with our official bracket, and we're just going to pick our winners. And then at the end of the show, we're going to make sure that we go through and look at those games on Thursday as well, as there's some money to be made outside of that as well. So We're going to start over in the South region. We're going to share the screen here so that way we have our bracket up there for you so you can follow along on the show. Now, interesting, uh, I like Alabama as a one seed. Now, that's easy to say. They're the number one overall seed um, in the entire tournament, but we're going to start with that Bama game. I think it's pretty simple. You have to roll with Alabama here. Um, Texas A&M, uh, Corpus Christi, they, they had a nice win the other night. Good for them picking up that win. But for us, it's, this is just an easy one. Never going to pick the number one seed to lose out. Only happened one time, and it was a Virginia team that had trouble scoring. Maryland and West Virginia, the 8-9. This is going to be the first game tomorrow as well. It's a 12-15 start on the East Coast. I'm always a Bob Huggins guy, and so I'm going to roll with West Virginia here. I do think that they're more battle tested. And I think that that's something that needs to be considered with this bracket. And a lot of people go one of two ways with this. They go with the, well, the big 12 was a dog fight. They've had to play so many meaningful games. This might be a letdown, but then there's also the people that believe that because they've played so many of those tough games that they're going to, they're going to make a bit of a run. I think that's the case here. So I'm rolling with West Virginia. I do think that this San Diego state, and Charleston game is going to be one that people are looking at a potential upset to happen. Now, I will say I don't love the spread here because we are looking at a minus five and a half for San Diego State. 310 is tip off here. Charleston, though, they do hit a lot of shots, and I do think that their defense is a little bit underrated from what we've seen this year. I'm going to roll with the the upset here. I'm going to go with Charleston. I'm just not crazy about San Diego State when it comes to NCAA tournament play. I think they've built a really great program as a whole, but I just really like this matchup. Charleston kind of been in and out of the top 25 throughout the season. Virginia and Furman, I've been going back and forth on this one. I've had some brackets that I've looked at where I've taken Furman and some where I've backed the Virginia side. I think for my official show bracket, I am going to go on the safer side here. I am going to go Virginia. Now, from a betting perspective, at least tomorrow, I think that this is a good spot to take the points with a team like Furman. You get five and a half, and Virginia doesn't score very well. I think the team that help the thing that helps them here um, is the fact that they have that experience. They won a national title just a few years ago, so I'm going to roll with that experience and not roll with the trendy Furman pick, at least for our official show bracket. I have not had a bracket where I've taken NC State, and I'm not going to start now. I just think that we kind of saw it on Selection Sunday that that the committee doesn't love the ACC. Um, a lot of these teams are kind of lower ranked than anticipated, whether it's Duke, 
uh, Virginia, Miami, and NC State as well. So I like Creighton here. They were hurt early in the year. They struggled early on, but I think they're hitting their stride at the right time. This is not a three versus 14 that I want to look at with Baylor and UC Santa Barbara. Again, I think that Baylor's experience, I got to roll with them in this opening round. I do think that a lot of people with this Missouri 7-10 matchup with Utah State, Utah State popular pick because it's a name that's kind of been in and out of the tournament, at least over the last number of seasons. But I do like Missouri, and I like the fact that I I wouldn't consider them battle-tested in the SEC outside of the top two or three teams. Uh, The SEC was pretty top-loaded. But they're anticipating a higher scoring game. And when I look at that, I also look at the fact that Missouri creates a lot of turnovers here. People will look at Utah State shooting from downtown and think that that's a reason to take them. But I'm going to go with the team from the bigger conference. I like the seven here. I think 10 will be a trendy pick once again, but I'm going to roll with Missouri and Arizona. Princeton, everyone's going to look at this one again. You're going to see the three-point shooting numbers. It's great to see that when they're playing teams in the Ivy League. I just don't think that I'm going to bet against the Pac-12 champs. And so that two seed advances there with Arizona. Now we're going to head down to the east here for the next portion. Now, Purdue got to back the one seed once again. I mean, I could just go through and pick all the ones. I'm not going to be the one trying to find that 16 upset. It's something that will bust your bracket quickly if that one seed goes on a run. And so I'm going to roll with Purdue right out of the gate. Memphis and FAU. I've loved FAU throughout the season. It's been a team that has been very profitable for me throughout the season as well. Penny Hardaway, though, he needs a result here. I mean, they just won the AAC. They they knocked off uh, Houston in the final. And so I think that this is a situation where Penny really needs this win. I'm not worried about him being fired, but I am worried about the perception around him and his program and whether or not they can get it done at the elite level. So I'm going to roll with Memphis here as the eight Duke and Oral Roberts. Um, When I saw that my Duke blue devils, I'm wearing the hoodie. I'm obviously a passionate Duke fan. When I saw that we got Oral Roberts, I really hated it. Um, I don't love the number here as well. Duke getting that kind of push. Now they did just win the ACC tournament, knocked off Virginia and Miami along the way to do it. Oral Roberts, so very talented group. They can score a ton of points. This is a, a situation though, where I think defense wins out. Um, Duke is one of the best defenses in the country, and I think they're going to show it in this game. I don't love taking a spread here either. Um, I think if you're looking at anything in this game, you might honestly want to look at the under because it is a pretty steep spread that we're seeing from Duke in that game. 145 and a half on the over under as well. Tennessee and Louisiana, the 413 game. And this is one that I've really wanted to back the Raging Cajuns. I think that this is such a good spot for them um, to pull off a potential upset here. Um, Yeah, I I have to do it. I think that Louisiana is one of those teams. I haven't been crazy about what I've seen from Tennessee over the last little while. They have been, I think they lost six of their last 10 heading into this tournament. I just think that this is a team that, that maybe peaked a little bit too soon in the season. And then we get that 13 upset there. Kentucky Providence. Kentucky will be a popular pick because they are a popular name. Providence have not been great recently, but neither have Kentucky. I think that this is a game that maybe buries Calipari a little bit, given that Kentucky hasn't seen a lot of success in recent years. And so I'm going to go with Providence there. The three versus the 14. I'm rolling with Kansas State here. 
Again, not looking to, to go with a Montana State here. I just think that that's a losing play. Michigan State and USC. Again, name recognition, I think, is going to have people going with Michigan State. I'm going to go with them today. I don't see Izzo losing out early in this tournament very often, and I don't think that he's going to start against the USC team. Or outside of playing Arizona, outside of playing maybe an ASU and a UCLA, this is not a great Pac-12 this year. And so Michigan State, they're going to match up against Marquette in the next round. They're sending Vermont home there. Now, we head to the Midwest for the next portion here. Um, I don't even have the the banner up for that one, so scrap the banner. Let's just go into the picks. Houston, number one seed in this side of the bracket. Don't love Northern Kentucky again. The only concern here is what's going to happen with Sasser. I wouldn't bet the spread here on either side. Um, I think it moves if he plays. I don't know if they necessarily need him for this game, and I would almost wish that they would have him sit out for a couple days before the next game. Iowa and Auburn. Iowa scores a ton of points. Auburn's been streaky throughout the year. They were ranked early on. Then they went through their troubles. I'm going to pick offense here. I'm going to pick the Big 12. I think it's a good spot for the Hawkeyes there. I like Miami against Drake. Drake's going to be another one where you see that name in in the tournament a lot recently. I don't love it, so I'm going to take the Hurricanes here. Very good spot for them. I will take Kent State against Indiana. I think once you get past Trace Jackson Davis, this isn't an amazing Indiana squad. Kent State's been very solid throughout the season, and so I really like that 13 seed. I'm looking for who's the 11 this year. I think Pitt... Being in that first four in-game, or or last four in-game, I should say, um, I'm going to pick Iowa State here. I think that the other one has more potential for an upset. I just, I think Iowa State, again, they come from the Big 12, much more battle-tested in Pittsburgh coming out of that weak ACC. I just don't think that they've seen great competition like Iowa State much this year, so I'll take the the Cyclones there. I'm going to take Xavier. Xavier to the Sweet 16 feels like a pretty consistent trend over the number of years that they've been in this tournament. I'm going to take A&M over Penn State. Um, They just were really hot in the regular season. I think that's going to continue here. And I'm not taking the toothpaste, man. I am going to take Texas here. I do think that Colgate keeps it close early on. I just don't think that they're going to be able to match it all throughout. This kind of happened with Arkansas a couple years ago. I thought that Colgate had the potential to upset. They were in it, and they were leading for a while, and then just the talent went out. They won on a big run, that Arkansas team. I think we could see the same from Texas today. And then we got to go Kansas, number one seed. We're now in the West. Just a really good spot here for the defending champs. I do like Arkansas over Illinois. Um, Eight nines are always really tough to predict. Illinois is a veteran team, um, but I do like this Arkansas group. I'm hoping that they can start to peak at the right time, and it'll start with this game against Illinois. St. Mary's and VCU. VCU is going to be a very popular 12 over a 5. I'm not going to go down that road. I think St. Mary's are maybe being undervalued a bit just because they're viewed as the little brother behind the Gonzaga as their big brother. So I love that spot for St. Mary's. I've been a UConn guy all year. I think that they're a phenomenal group. Iona, the Gales, they've been pretty solid as well in their small conference, but I just think UConn are a much more complete team. This is where I'm going to go against everything that I've stood for all year. 
because I've been standing on the soapbox talking about how great TCU is, but I've also been talking recently about how much I like Arizona State, and so I'm taking the 11 there over TCU. Not a popular pick, but it is one that I really like here for the Sun Devils. There's always one of those 11s that go on a run, and for me, it's Arizona State this year. I'm going to take Gonzaga. I don't see a 14 over a 3 this year. I just don't think it's in the cards. I do like Boise State over Northwestern. Northwestern being in the Big Ten, they were solid in Big Ten play, but I just like Boise State a little bit more as an overall group. And then UCLA to round it out in the first round. So we're through the first round. Now let's head back up to the South region. I'm going to go with Bama. I do love Bob Huggins, but I think that this is where their luck runs out a little bit. I think that Bama's just too talented, too deep of a group in order to beat them. I am going to take Charleston to knock off Virginia. I think Virginia survives Furman, but then they do fall victim to Charleston, who's, again, a very solid offensive team. I think Creighton's going to be a popular picked upset Baylor because of recent form, but I just think that Baylor's a much more deep group. And then I am going to roll with Arizona to advance as well uh, over Missouri. Missouri, a solid team in the SEC, but Arizona winning that Pac-12 championship. I just think that they're on another level from this group. Now we head down to the East, Purdue and Memphis. This is where Purdue's run ends. I think that they're a bit of an overvalued one seed. I do think that Purdue, typically they're more so a Sweet 16 or an Elite 8 team. I think they're going to fall victim this year to Memphis. And Penny's finally going to pick up a big statement win for himself as a head coach. I'm also going to roll with Duke, surprising no one. I do think that if they get Louisiana, great matchup for them. But in the same breath it is for Tennessee, I think Duke can match them defensively, but also they're the much better offense. So I think regardless of who comes out of that 4-13, Duke's going to advance. I am going to take an 11 on a bit of a run here. I think Providence knocks off Kansas State. I have liked State all year in that Big 12 conference, but Providence is a team that people slept on last year. I'm going to take them this year to make it to the second week of the tournament. And then I'm going to go with Marquette. I've been looking a lot at taking Michigan State as that seven that goes on a run. I don't think that's going to happen here. I think Marquette are a very balanced group, very solid group with Shaka Smart at the helm. And so give me Marquette to win that game. Now, when we head back up to the Midwest, I think Houston advances. I've been high on Houston all year, and I'm going to continue to be with this game. Miami, I'm going to take them over Kent State. I do think that Miami last year, they went on that run. And I don't think that that group's going to slow down this time. They may be in tough against that against that Kent State team, but I think they come out with the victory nonetheless. I'm going to take Xavier over Iowa State. Again, Xavier to the Sweet 16 just feels like a safe bet based off recent years. And then I'm going to take A&M over Texas, the Texas matchup. Uh, A&M's kind of been slept on all year, and I think that that's going to, that's going to end here. This is going to be the team that goes on that run. And so give me A&M over Texas. I can't believe I'm saying that because I've been high on Texas all year. Kansas and Arkansas. I am going to take Kansas to get out of the first weekend. I really debated not taking them um, when I've been looking at the bracket recently. But my concern is that I may be a little bit too high on Arkansas because of my preseason expectations. And if that's the case and Illinois comes out, I don't think that they have a chance of beating Kansas. So I'm kind of just hedging here by taking the one seed to advance. I'm going to take UConn as well. I do like St. Mary's. They are deemed the little brother to Gonzaga, but I think that they lose out here to a really good UConn team. 
That big brother that we just mentioned, Gonzaga, they're going to roll through Arizona State. And then I think that sets up a really exciting matchup with UCLA. These two met up in the Final Four a couple of years ago. One of the best college basketball games you'll watch in a long time. They had that buzzer beater in that game as well. So really excited for that one. Now we head to the Sweet 16 side of things. That's where Charleston's run ends. It happens a lot of the time with these 12 or 13 seeds that make it through the first weekend. You're riding the momentum of that first when you win a second, but then you run into a team after a few days of coming down off that high. I think Bama just rolls them in that game. But the team that I think that they're going to see and a team that's going to cause them some problems is going to be Baylor. So I'm going to take Baylor over Arizona. That's where Arizona's run ends. Memphis and Duke. I really want this matchup because I know that a good friend of mine at the Optimal Network is a passionate Memphis fan. Would be fun to go back and forth with him if this matchup happens. But I think Duke comes out on top in that one. And then I think Marquette, they end Providence's run there. We get an exciting Big East matchup, if that's the case, because I really loved both of those teams throughout the entire season. Then we head up to that Houston-Miami game. I really like Houston. Again, if Sasser's good to go, I think that this is just a, a team that may be destined to finally get it done. Um, they've been so good over the last number of years, and they're going to take on Texas A&M. That's my seven seed that goes on a bit of a run. I don't think that they go all the way to the final four like we've seen from a number of teams the last number of years. I think it's eight out of the last nine years there's been a seven seed or higher in the final four. I think that'll end this year, but we will see one in the Elite Eight at the very least. Then in the bottom half, this is where Kansas run ends. UConn knocks them off a very balanced group with that Huskies team. They're going to be taking on UCLA as the other team in that half. Now, we got to head to the Elite Eight matchups, which would be Bama and Baylor. I am going to take Alabama. It's going to be the probably the most popular pick is Bama to win the national title. But I do think that, as I said, Baylor's going to give them some problems, especially with that guard play. But I think that Bama will just have a bit too much talent and they're going to win out in that game. I'm going to take Duke to the Final Four. Shocking no one, but I do think that this is a really talented group. I look forward to watching them take on a Shaka Smart team. If it happens, this is a really good group that Marquette has here, building a great program down there. Then we've got Houston and a and I'm going to take Houston to win that matchup. It's felt destined all year for them to get there. I've been high on them the entire year. And then the team that's going to meet them there is going to be that UCLA team. A team, as I said, that's been to the Final Four in the last couple of years. A lot of those players are still on this team. And so I think that UCLA is going to get there. So that leaves our Final Four, Alabama and Duke and Houston and UCLA. And it's going to be pretty boring. It is. But I'm going to take Alabama, the one seed, to knock off Duke. I think that's where their run ends. They've had a great season, ACC champs, in Shire's first season taken over for Coach K but I think Nate Oates' group is a bit too talented. They're going to take on Houston in that final. Houston's going to have an absolute battle with UCLA in the final four. Also, don't forget that the final four is in Houston, which is also why I think the Houston Cougars are going to win the national title this year. I think we get a really exciting final. I think we get a 76-72 type score, but I do think that Houston Cougars are the team that comes out on top and wins March Madness this year. Submitted the picks. We're ready to go. That's our bracket. Now, we are a betting show as well. So as much fun as it is to to make a bracket, it's also fun 
to bet on the individual games themselves. And there's a lot of value to be had here. We've mentioned already a lot of uh, plays that are out there. Um, maybe some plays that we're, we're more so leaning heading into the day. And so I don't want to, I don't want to beat this, these games to death. Like we've already talked about how we believe they're going to go. And so there's 16 games happening. I will say I'm not interested in any one seeds on this first day. There's three of them going. I just think it's an ugly spot for them. A lot of high numbers. And I get concerned with, well, they take a team lightly. First half's close. They blow them out. Then they only end up winning by 18. And people will view that from a betting perspective as, oh, they didn't take care of business. But I just don't think that it necessarily matters here. And so I do think that this is... uh, this is just not a situation where I want to bet on a one seed right now out of the gate, especially with that Bama spread, I think is at like 24 and a half. Kansas is 21 and a half. Houston's 18 and a half, but no Sasser likely. So let's get into it. Let's give you our daily game slate uh, of plays, and then we'll get into the actual picks for the episode. But before we do, let's play the video. Okay, so let's walk through some of our favorites for the day. Now, we already talked about that West Virginia game. We know that that's what we have. That's the opening game of the tournament with Huggins and company. Last two weeks of the season, West Virginia beat Iowa State and Kansas State coming in, whereas Maryland have lost three of their last four. I think Maryland peaked a bit early, so I think that the value is there on the money line for West Virginia. Now, Furman and Virginia, um, I think Furman has a chance to cover. I am going to roll with Virginia. But I just can't take that minus five and a half. So I think you stay away. Missouri, I think they're going to create turnovers on Utah State. So again, I think that's a good spot in a pick 'em. It's not an official show play today, but I certainly lean Missouri in that matchup. San Diego State, uh, I think that they're going to lose outright. So Charleston plus five and a half is a play that you have to look at for sure. Princeton, they're plus 14 and a half against Arizona. I do think that Arizona. I mean, they score a ton of points and Princeton might be able to match them a little bit. When you see 154 and a half, you're really needing Arizona to hit the 95 point mark to feel really comfortable about going over in this game. Maybe 90 points um, to be a bit more conservative there. But I think that it's a tough over under spot and I don't love the number. Arkansas, I like them. Maybe not enough to be an official show play. Um, We'll have to wait and see here in a couple minutes. But overall, that's where I'm at with that game. Auburn minus one and a half against Iowa. This is where we start to get into the nighttime matchups. I like the over in that game because there is so much offense on both sides. And you know what? I think that it's time that we just give our picks. It's been long enough. Last call pick segment sponsored by Last Mountain Distillery. Let's get into it because what are we all about here? Show me the money! So... We got to show you the money. Let's play our video and then let's get into the. The Last Mountain Distillery is family owned and operated located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. 
Saskatchewan's first micro distillery success lies in their commitment to producing high quality handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Check out some of their great products, whether that be their regular vodka, Saskatoon Berry Vodka, and they've got some spring releases coming very soon that we're excited to tell you guys about in the coming months. But definitely go check out Last Mountain Distillery. Support local. We love to do that here at the Competitive Hedge Podcast. So let's start with it. West Virginia Moneyline. We're going to get our max play out of the way right out of the gate. I love Huggins in March. This isn't his best team, but it's certainly one of his teams that has been through a lot this year. And so I think that Maryland's pretty soft. They've shown that the last couple weeks. And so give me West Virginia on the money line there. I'm also going to back Iowa and Auburn to go over 151 and a half. Yes, it's a high number. It's a one and a half unit play. But Iowa's averaging over 80 points per game. I think Auburn wants to get into a track meet with this team. I think that's how they like to play. And so an up and down game that favors the over. So I'm going to play the over 151 and a half. I'm going to play Colgate first half plus seven and a half. Now, my rationale around this is I, I mentioned earlier about that game with Arkansas a couple years ago, and a lot of those players are still on this team. They were in that game in the first half, and then the talent went out. I think we could see that once again. Maybe Texas is leading at the half, but we're seeing 36-32, 36-31, something in that range where Colgate, they come out, they're hungry, they're a veteran group that's been in this tournament before, and they maybe shoot the lights out in that first half. So give me the first half plus seven and a half. That's a one-unit play. I'm going to play that Furman uh, plus five and a half versus Virginia. Again, I think Virginia is going to win this game outright. But as much as I'm low on Virginia, I just think that five and a half is a lot of points here. And so a 4-13 game, they can go either way. This could be a 20-point blowout. This could be an outright Furman victory. But I'm going to roll with the plus five and a half. I like that number. I'm going to roll with Louisiana plus 11 and a half against Tennessee. Another one and a half unit play. This is one where I might even go and sprinkle Louisiana money line. I saw it earlier. It was plus 450. Very excited for this one. Tennessee cannot score the basketball well. They've not been great recently. Six losses in their last 10. They've come back down to earth in a big way. This is a team that looked like they were going to be a one or two seed entering the tournament. And so I think that they keep it close. It's a single-digit loss for Louisiana if they don't win outright. So I really love the number here, which is why it's one and a half units. And then to cap things off, I'm going to look at that two-seed game, the UNC Asheville and UCLA game, over 135 and a half. I think that there's a lot of offense on both sides. I think UCLA, at worst, is going to score 75 to 80 points. I just need Asheville to show up in a little bit of a way, and I don't think that UCLA has the greatest defense in the country. The opportunity is there for them to cross 60, 65 points, so give me the over 135 and a half. But as I said, March is here. I'm excited. 12 hours time, we're going to tip off for some of these games. It's going to be really exciting. If you're tuning in in the morning, go hit some of these bets. Bet99 Sportsbook. Use code shooters at sign up. And as we say, what's it all about here at the competitive edge podcast. Cut the check. Boom. Cut the check. Cut the check. Hi. All the beers are on me. Where are we going? Where are we going? So let's have a great one. Appreciate you all for tuning in, and we'll see you guys on Friday for the Competitive Edge podcast. Mm-hmm.